What's up, Blockers? Welcome back to another episode of Blockcast. What's up, Flockers? We're back with another episode of Flockcast, and we are coming at you with video today. Hey, we're live with video, baby. Look at our stupid faces. (laughs) Yeah, we're actually trying to make this happen. We've had so many problems, but today is my birthday, and we're celebrating. Happy birthday, Jake. Are you, what are you, 56, 57? Uh, Close enough. I'm 36. I uh, go to be 36 again. Happy birthday, Jake. And I will say just on behalf of myself, our listeners, thank you. You are the, the, the man who makes this episode or this podcast happen. Appreciate you, Jake. I wish you have the, the happiest of birthdays and uh, we love you, brother. Thank you so much, Colin. I appreciate that. And thank you so much that to everyone else that's reached out and said uh, happy birthday to me. I really appreciate that. Yeah, that was pretty cool that Ben did that like cool shout out for you on the flock. Uh, that was pretty sweet. Yeah, wasn't expecting that. So that was pretty sweet. And thank you, Ben, for showing some love. But uh, we're here today. Uh, we usually have uh, someone joining us, but it's just uh, Colin and I because I was actually at two of the last three shows and I went just a to... short little road trip up the street, right? Just uh, you know, quick, quick little Knoxville, Atlanta turn around, right? It's what a couple miles. Yeah. I always think that Tennessee is a lot closer than it is. Actually not as close as I think it is because uh, I went and picked up Kendall on the way nice. and Kendall was, in uh mr mr kendall mccargo mr kendall mccargo the man the myth the photographer the man behind the lens that's right and it he's had he had a drought of uh 500 shows of seeing pigeons live was uh flocktoberfest two years ago uh, that's almost like as long as the gap that they're having between their last show and their next show. It almost feels like 500 days. It's definitely not, but it, but is it feels long- like it. It is the longest since uh, uh, their COVID break. Well, it's the set was the COVID break, but it is the, the longest. longest sense. But look, there's good reasons for it. So, uh, you know, uh, for good reasons, I guess we'll say. But that just means I think that the upcoming shows at XL Live are going to be that much hotter. Anytime these guys have that much time between shows, if they're not having babies, they're making music. And so they're making babies, they're making music. Either way, they're making something. They're coming in strong, I think. Yeah, they're always busy. That's for yeah. sure. But uh, yeah, went to Nashville and then picked up Kendall Day of Show. And we passed the caverns, like that's past the caverns. Like you, I don't even, I totally just like don't even realize it. But we get to Nashville and uh, get there early. Kendall's gonna shoot the show, so. Uh, and I'm let just... me just say, the shots that he pulled out of this show were the, the black and whites he did. I thought were so cool. That one of Greg, like at his laptop, looking left, but you know, kind of just showing a little Greg face, like. 
capturing just kind of the man like in his office, like doing his thing. Like I love that. Some of those behind the scenes shots he got were really, really cool. Yeah, Kendall got this shot of uh, this guy in the front row, this drunk guy in the front row just throwing Greg, and Greg, like, kind of kicked it and caught it at the same time, like, kicked it up and then caught it. And, like, if you see some of his uh, shots, like, Kendall got, like, action shots of that. So that was kind of What cool. I always think is interesting, and I and Kendall's a master at this, but there's a few other photographers that capture this, like, how does Greg jump 12 feet in the air? I don't know. Like, you know, when they say white men can't jump and Greg stands to prove that one, because every time I see those shots they get of him just full mid air legs kicked, like he literally looks like he just is like breaking some sort of like uh, height record with his uh, vertical. Well, first of all, he's usually wearing uh, Jordans when he's doing that. Oh, is, that then, is that the secret? Is he's wearing yeah. Jordans? And then second, he's jumping off a Gators riser, you know? So. Oh, okay. So he's got a little, he's got a little boost, but anyway, it still looks badass in the photos. I always love those. I want to make like an air Greg shirt. It's kind of like Jordan, but it's just Greg's port, uh, silhouette. I think that'd be badass. With a gator. I mean, with his, uh, guitar in his hand. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Like he's just doing like the full air Jordan position and he basically nails it every time. Like photographers like Kendall who know him, they know when to snap that. Like even Kendall has said to me before, he's like, I know the cues. You know, he's like, I see where they're going with this. And he knows the music as well as probably anybody because he's known them for so long. And that's why he probably makes some of the best photos, I think. Yeah, that's Kendall is the quintessential pigeons photographer who captures <laughs> the essence that is pigeons. Yeah, look, it's like that's why I think the uh, the people over at uh, Fans Live kind of fell short a little bit on their uh, recording of the pigeons. I don't think they knew the music. They were just kind of cueing different camera angles at random times, and they weren't really capturing it. Like I was watching on like the 35th, 35th time I've watched uh, the Feet on the Ground video they put on YouTube. It just drives me crazy it was the Fans Live version. I listen to it. It's amazing. It's, I go crazy because they just constantly is switching angles. They don't know where to look. You know, and that's where like a Kendall should be running that shit. And then he would know where to look. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of a new song. But yeah, but Kendall, still. Someone like Kendall would absolutely know where things are going. Though. It would be more dialed in to record that. But I think that was just kind of anyway. I won't absolutely. Absolutely dialed in. Dialed but, in yeah. is the key word there. Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. But we got to the mill in the mine kind of early and I was like. Uh, they're milling around kind of uh, early in the Mind crowd. business. Just milling around, you know, at the mill in the mine. But we weren't going to get a hotel. We ended up getting a hotel last minute, and uh, we bumped in. Was it a donkey to... hotel, or was it okay? You get some sleep? It was okay. It was okay? Nice. Yeah. It, for the money, not bad at all. But uh, – Ended up bumping into, I believe his name is Sean, the raffle winner, Covington Flock. Shout out, Sean. Yeah. If I, I'm sorry, dude, I'm blanking your name. I'm so much better at faces than names. If it but makes I you feel better, it. he forgets my face half the time. No, I don't <laughs> always remember your beautiful face. Like, stumble on your name maybe sometimes. But, hey, anyways. Oh, like bumped into him and was grooving with him and his buddy all night, and they came out with a uh one henry Etta opener definitely wasn't uh expecting that kendall was kind of calling a too long opener uh 
but well, Henry it's been Anderson. too long for him. So I think that was a, a fitting call out, but I, I would say Henry Edder in the early slot, just after the uh, Janice live show, you know, he, seeing it in the number two slot, you know, early Henrietta, like I'm on board for it. Yeah. Cause the Janice, it did porcupine. Yeah. Know, which right? porcupine, yeah. let's just say that's up there with the top opener. I think even the stats uh, we'd see that between pop off and porcupine two of like the most common. Oh my God. I hit my spring here. Do you hear that? Anyway. That. Yeah. You heard that. Ting. Anyway, um, yeah, it's a great early slot, uh, and they've been crushing Henrietta lately. But you know, in the number two slot, I think they really let everybody know what time it is. Yeah, but real quick, I forgot to mention this. You know, uh, when they came out with the Henry, Henrietta, Greg had uh, uh, technical difficulties. I think the his voice box went out. His oh, little, the little his like little effects box that he can do like Evil Greg on. I think went out or something. Before, so. <laughs> yeah, so he uh, ended up using Ben's mic for Henrietta. So I think if I didn't look at the original set list, but I think that's why they went into an instrumental so that they could have uh, Mike Moffat, one of the sound guys, come out and. But I think, look, if there's one thing that we've seen just and I watched watched happen right at the uh, culture room shows in Fort Lauderdale is that these guys, when there is a technical difficulty, they're picking up on it and they're uh, figuring out ways to continue to make sure everything goes on without a hitch. And, you know, look, if there's a technical difficulty, these guys can handle it pretty quick. That's kind of one of the cool things about it, you know, like, all right, shit goes sideways. The show must go on. Let's figure out how we just pivot. And if a pivot was the offshoot, that's a pretty cool pivot because offshoot crushes. And that's a really strong second slot song. Yeah, it just, you know, it gets the crowd going heavy instrumental, heavy psychedelic instrumental right into Let the Boogie Out. Let the Boogie Out. Bum, bum, bum. Dun, 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 dun. I love that song. Yeah, uh, but for you going from a boogie out just to kind of like give you that false sense of security, like everything's okay, and then just to bust into a sunny day. Yeah, it, pretty uh, impressive. The sunny day, I believe, was uh, pretty long, and uh, this progression from sunny day, the hop, and fu is like a new mix-up. I believe that they're that they're doing. The last time that they did that was a Covington show. I don't know if it was the most recent Covington. Covington show. Uh, well, that last Covington show was a, a full-blown rager from everything I've heard, read, or talked about. Yeah, what it you definitely was. The Covington show, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, that was like the better. That was like the marquee show of the uh, that little Midwest run, based on everything that everyone said to me. I'd say so. This is the most you know pigeons fanned show probably we had like seven but i will people. even say that as a person I, I always feel like an fu sometimes will hit right sometimes it'll hit mixed the culture room fu with the sit-in from the guy from tanned whose name escapes me right now i was underestimating where that jam was going to go because they had some again technical difficulties i feel like you know there's been i've seen just kind of the technical difficulties have been just kind of plaguing a little bit here and there and uh, the way they seem they've kind of overcome it and managed to uh, 
pivot, manage to find out ways to extend the jam or find the reasons to, you know, make it seem like this wasn't a mistake. That just shows the professionalism of these guys. Yeah. And Jeremy's, you said Jeremy's guitar went out. Uh, yeah. It, like he was after the show, he was even, he was still even scratching his head. Like what the F happened to my guitar? Like I've had every tech issue a guitarist can have. There's a bad cable, a bad plug, this, a that. And he's like this, I've never had it to where, uh, my guitar went out and I guess you were even saying that he was probably still using that backup guitar through the rest of the run because I guess he's probably got to send that back to PRS to figure out, Hey, what the F? <laughs> yeah. He is, was playing his backup, uh, the rest of the tour. I mean, they but I always go got to feel like this playing a backup, did the guitar feel like it's kind of like, it's comfortable, like an old girlfriend, you know, like you were together for a long time, you moved on, but you know, it's, 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 it's gotta be nice. Right. I mean, it's something you played for so long. I'm not a guitarist. I'm not a musician. I don't know these things. Me neither, but I imagine it's your back. Right. So. Did I tell you about this dream I had the other night? So you tell I had me a dream about many that, dreams. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you about many dreams, but I had this dream that the, the red hot chili peppers opened and played one song for the pigeons. And then it was just like, just a rage in, like, I don't even know what song it was. It was just like, it was just like they played a song and everyone's going crazy. And then all of a sudden after that, Jeremy and Greg pull me on stage and hand me a guitar. And Jake, I don't know if you know this, but I don't play guitar. Do you know this about me? So can you imagine the panic when all of a sudden they hand me a guitar and then they jump off stage and go ripping into the crowd and they're shredding there, but like half the crowd's still looking at me and I'm just trying to pluck my guitar like, I know what I'm doing and I have no idea what I'm doing. It was one of the most panic inducing dreams I've ever had in my life. <laughs> that, that sounds super anxious. I wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it's kind of fucked up for them to do that. Like if I played guitar, I'd be like, dude, pull me on stage anytime, you know, but I don't. So like, please don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I digress. But that after that FU, I thought it was the end of the set because uh, the sunny day, hop f you just thought it that sequence would end the set it's a long one but i no, always they, do that where i'm always watching my watch and i'm like oh yeah yeah we're closing the set now it's definitely the set closer and then they just go out there and bust out my own way in the time to ride yeah and when kendall and i pulled up they were sound checking my own way and they did it twice back to back and i don't usually get that shit right go to set uh early enough to listen to uh sound checks or anything like that so i don't know like the protocol that they do but after they did it during the show greg himself and like flicked his guitar pick out into the crowd and he was like Woo! nice a little bit but yeah then when they played Time to Ride, I knew it was the end of the set. And Time to Ride would, was solid. Greg did like a little Kermit voice. Nice. Yeah. So oh. apparently got his vocals right. It's, the Time to Ride always takes me back because I remember it was Dome Fest Party in the Pods is when Time to Ride hit for me, like hit, hit. And uh, I woke up in the morning. And I was just hearing the section of this song that I couldn't put my finger on. I don't know, you know what song it was, but Jeremy is just like riff was just like rattling through my brain. And uh, then it was just like that, that deep section of Time to Ride. And whew, I liked the song before that. But then after that, that really always just like stuck with me. It was just like, you know, sometimes, Jeremy, will you wake up 
and you just have his guitar just ping, 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 bouncing off the inner parts of your brain and you just can't get it out of there. Like feet on the ground. Let me just say, Jake, I know I was raging you earlier about this, but that stupid song, I can't get out of my head. I love it so damn much. When we were at Fish Mexico, I was literally in my head, feet on the ground, Greg's head. Just I could not get Greg's voice out of my head. And yeah. then I go, we go to see Fish, and boom, it sh- blocks it out for a couple hours. And then after night two, we go back to the room and we have this like Aurora Borealis like light we put on the ceiling. And I just laid on the floor, put feet on the ground on repeat. It was about 30 minutes. I had that song on her before Shannon was finally like, enough, I'm turning it off. She turned it <laughs> off. But I just laid there melting on the floor, listening to the feet on the ground. That song is so freaking beautiful. I just literally can't get enough of it. It's crazy how good that song is. And I'll get off my soapbox now. But I had to get that out. Look, um, feet on the ground. Yeah, it's good. It is good. Like it. But like different parts of the song will hit me, you know, like right now, somehow. Like there's this different parts, different, it just pew, 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 pew. It's just bouncing around my head all day. It's literally kind of making me crazy in like a good way. But like, oh, that song is so damn good. And even Ben, I saw he was, I forget who someone was posting about it on the flock and Ben chimes in and he's like, this was like a great example of the whole band coming together on this one, which is a cool little thing to see Ben kind of chime in on. Like it wasn't even a flock. It was like a flockers post about it. And he chimed in and said, like, uh, how much the whole band came together to create that song. And I'm like, let's get the band to create more songs then, because that's just the pinnacle of this band, in my opinion. Yeah, that's sweet. I didn't see that. So that's cool. Yeah. But yeah, set two. They came, uh, before they came out, I texted Kendall and I said, hee haw, thinking that they were going to do something. This is the hoedown. Hee haw. Yeah, yeah, they just did it real quick during uh, Lowdown. It was so gnarly. But they've done what, like three or four hoedowns at this point. Uh, you know, you won't. I don't think you'll see it if they, the the notes on it. But I know they've done the hoedown at least three times, maybe more. Yeah, I'm sure. I'll have they... like Lee or someone text me tomorrow and be like, "Dude, it's like five times. Where are you at?" <laughs> yeah, someone might. I'm thinking they might have done it at a dome fest. Jake, I really have to say, one of my favorite things is when we put out an episode. I can tell who's listening to it when is when we'll get either a message or someone message me directly and be like, they'll correct us. They'll add a little bit. Oh, no, you weren't right. It was this date. Da, da, da. And I'm just like, all right, cool. I love it. <laughs> yeah, at least someone. I don't claim to be the expert. I don't think you do either. So we can be wrong all the yeah. time. But I love getting corrected by our listeners. It's like the best thing. Yeah, I definitely no. I don't have the encyclopedia knowledge like that. Like yeah, that look sh- at that. Sh- I've told a few people this. I said, we're not here to be the experts on the pigeons. We're just dorks who love ranting about it. So we're just doing it here. It's the best. (laughs) Yeah. I wanted, I knew that I wasn't going to be able to see pigeons as much as I used to. So I wanted to keep like, you know, like the spirit of going to a show alive. But I will say that you were still, even doing the daddy diddy, you're still making a good amount of shows. So, uh, you know, look, sometimes life, you do more, sometimes you do less. You do more when you can. Make hay when the sun shines, as they say. Uh, but the love for the band is what's really important. And you know, the community around it. I mean, I always think the flock is really, it's almost half of what attracted me to this scene so much. It wasn't just the band itself. It was the people I've met along the way. Oh, yeah. That's why I keep going to shows. Yeah. That's why I picked up Kendall. 
Right? Let's go, bro. Frag you to your show. 500 day gap my ass. Let's go, Kendall. Let's get there. And the entire time, it was like good old times. Because me and Kendall used to go to shows all the time. Yeah, so... It was just like, Look, it's always I always say when you road trip with people, the relationship like that you kind of like that you develop, right? Like I'll say that about like Jenny, right? Like a, a random flocker that we met. And then, you know, even just in that last Florida run, we did a bunch of miles. We had a bunch of crazy experience. It was so much fun. Just a random person I would never meet outside of this exact scenario I have. So it's like just meeting great people is really just uh, what not what keeps me coming back, but really adds to the value of why I keep coming back. Absolutely. Definitely agree. Uh, but so anyway, they played that lowdown into the hoedown. Into bad for you so you get some sexy pigeons as you like to. And like, uh, bad for nice... you is the sexiest pigeon song, Prove Me Wrong. Prove Me Wrong. Oh, I, I don't want to be wrong. <laughs> but they do mine after yes. that julia and mine could give it its run for its money in the sexy i mean i song. will say it's sexy in a different way look I, I, I was talking about this the other day is when i was like the 9 30 club mine they played night two uh i was at the back top end of the club like not even really a great spot but like that song is so psychedelic it has such a smooth beat to its flow it is no doubt sexy pigeons now it is not bad for you sexy pigeons in my opinion but it is definitely no doubt 100 certified sexy pigeons yes king kong i guess you could call some still some sexy pigeons they're talking well when ben's throat. doing full bass breakdown solo that's it's, it's, it's pretty sexy did you listen to it yet no, the the King uh, King Kong. I haven't listened to that one. I kind of like cherry picked a few songs from this just before the episode, so I could hear. Obviously, I went for the Skinner because I'm just a Skinner nerd. Uh, I go hard for that song, yeah. uh, but I'll go back definitely and listen to that. Yeah, Ben does a pretty classic fat Ben bass solo, and then Gator follows it up with a nice little Gator solo in that, and then Skinner. Red Hot Chili Peppers, Other Side, Skinner was a solid one. Greg just show off his Red Hot Chili Peppers. You know, I uh, always feel that strength. any song that I've seen live for the first time is kind of like a baby of mine, right? Like Yo Soy Fiesta was my first song I caught live for the first time. They debuted it. So it's like, you know, I always have this like I have a couple little children and Skinner is like one of my babies I love so much. It could be the ugliest, dirtiest Skinner you can have, and I'm all here for it all day. I freaking love Skinner. The intro, just hearing Gator, just hit that, you know, hit that drum intro, build that up. You know where you're going from there, and that song goes from zero to 60 in 1.5 seconds. It's so good. Wow. Yeah, it's dope. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. They finished up the set with a nice high as five. Solid. Oh set closer and then come out encore fun and funk pink floyd and we talked young. about this and how dirty funk and funk has been because even the one i saw at janice live was i was i was calling that one pornographic that was like x-rated that was a dirty fun and funk so throwing a young lust in the fun and funk ooh, they're taking that song new places i will never sleep on funk and funk fun and funk again 
Yeah, well, early on, Fun and Funk used to be comparable to Doc. I mean, well, every song, we were just talking about My Own Way, right? The house tight, right? So now the next step is to jam it out, like how they used to do Sail On, a newer song, used to be a four-minute minute song right same yep. thing so now i like just like you're saying fun and funk has developed uh, developed into this jam vehicle where that you can place pink floyd in the middle of it and hear jeremy just like yeah and the show sounding like fucking david gilmore and it's amazing yeah and i'm just I'm just like right in front of Jeremy, just like. Well, I, I really think it is Jeremy's sound. He he really can emulate David Gilmore. Really, like he can really hit that based on his setup. I think he can really hit that sound good. Uh, I got to see David Gilmore at Radio City Music Hall like ten years ago. Me and my buddies went. It was one of the coolest things. That's the only time I've ever seen like a a Floyd member. Really, I've never seen uh, Roger Waters live, but. Saw David Gilmore at Radio City, and that guy, you know, he's just got away with his acts, I will say. But Jeremy knows how to really kind of lean into that. Like, uh, it's like a little Stratocaster, uh, more sound. I don't know. I'm like, I wish I knew guitars better, but it just kind of emulates that sound pretty well. Yeah, blues, funk. Yeah. Uh, just yeah. dirty, dirty, it is dirty, dirty, sexy. Jeremy's got the dirty, sexy sound. He's got that one down pat. I will say. Yep. But uh, the next show was in Atlanta and uh, wasn't this was the only show that we were able to make down in Atlanta the next morning. We hightailed it out of there, but we were able to stay at Shane Nelson's house. So shout out to Shane for shout out Shane. Us. They run you out of town after that. They were like, you guys got to go. Yeah, they encore Doc and they're like, get the fuck out of Get here, the dude. fuck they're out. Like, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're tired of seeing you. Look, Jake, you're, you're too tall and you're too close. We see your dumb face all night, brother. What are you doing? Oh, dude. <laughs> hey, it doesn't matter where I'm standing. You're definitely going to be seeing me at some point in the night being an yep. idiot. Just like. <laughs> well, I saw that one you posted. It was great, dude. It was like, so, uh, Ken like, took it from backstage and you have your, like, you're doing like the full like arms in the air victory. Yeah, it's dude. great though. But I mean, look, I'm, I mean, I'm no different, so I can't talk shit. I'm feeling the heel. <laughs> Yeah, Greg's always like, good seeing, good seeing the crowd, Jake. Good seeing the crowd, Jake. And I'm always just like, good being in the crowd, Greg. <laughs> yeah, right. I just try to be at the back and be that one head that's bouncing so hard. I'm like, all right, well, if no one else is dancing, this guy's going crazy back there, whoever that weird shadow figure is. Uh, but I feel like the, the a funky move like that weightless opener is a super strong, you know, opener for the set. Yeah. Uh, I just heard Funky recently at Sherman, but I'm not ever mad about hearing Funky. The Funky at Sherman brought some tears to my eyes because I was just so happy to uh, see him again. And yeah, a little vibe up front. People were talking at first and stuff like that. So like chompers were in force. Things didn't start settling down until weightless. And uh, yeah. Nice. That's it. Look, it's early. The crowd's going a little, you know, get, get, getting settled in. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. You talk past weight, listen to something for you. All right, I'm going to give the smackdown. All right, shh. Yeah. Well, all three of those songs were played at the Sherman Theater. I don't know. The Sherman Theater? 
at that uh in that order so i was kind of like checked out for a second all uh, right even for something three songs in a row from like 12 12 shows ago jake come on not for me it was my last show that was my last oh, show so. all right all right all right i'll give you that i'll give you that yeah that that i'm just coming from my personal look you know, i we, we all have not, a personal perspective i'm just busting yeah and then also something for you is the song i've seen live so still checked out and then but then times from like there these, times like these another one that greg really hammers nice i really like greg vocals the last couple of years have been just he continues to impress me with his range and just kind of how he can really hit those highs like on feet on the ground i like i really talked to a bunch of people that didn't know pigeons and weren't listening to me and i kept yelling at them about feet on the ground in mexico I weren't sure they were paying attention, but I'm like, he hits this vocal peak. You know, like I love when the band hits a peak, but Greg hits a vocal peak. And I think in times like these is another example of when Greg really hits like a vocal peak. Uh, I'm sure there's a better term for that, but that's what I'm going to call it. Somebody let me know what there's a better term for that. But yeah, dude, when he's just belting it out, I, uh, I love it. Yeah. Let me get a water and then uh, new band. Back into the winter splinters. New second time song. played if my notes are correct second time played that's correct so how, how, how did uh how did mr beaver wolf do fantastic sounds great <laughs> i'm looking forward to my first winter splinters i love a good ben song winter splinter i can't sing so yeah. i'm not even gonna try no that. look that was beautiful that was almost as good at, not even close but it was an effort <laughs> thanks then they wrap yeah you on Within Ocean Flows, a nice funky instrumental to put a little bow on set one to get ready for set two with a nasty pop-off. Yeah, but a little improv, a little improv song. Ben, what happened? Why they improv? Ben, ben forgot his bass backstage. Did is that is that like forgetting your homework at school? Like, oh, I left it at home. Shit, I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, but he had to run downstairs and back upstairs. With his that's, a, that's, that's another example. That's not a technical difficulty, but it's a way the band can come up with a way. I'm sure Ben thought he left it on stage. I, 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 I was saying this to you when we were talking before the show, and sometimes like they leave them on stage. Sometimes they take them back with them. It depends on the venue and the setup. So I definitely think that he thought he left it on stage. <laughs> yeah yeah that's just like a funny like that's just a funny thing i love that we're all human we all make little mistakes and then come out and crush some pigeons so i think from there uh they managed to make it all right tonight would you say yeah all right tonight it was dirty on it jeremy was dirty on it all of the above sounded good and then brought it down with a little fox in the tip and then traffic you gotta catch your breath yeah, you got to like you, you gotta go get another beer, go to the bathroom if you got to catch your breath. And then they're coming back in with a little overtime into liquid. Yeah, overtime, though, was nice. Uh, a big band solo on that one again. And another uh, gator solo on that gator stick exploded and actually ended up getting that exploded stick after nice. the show. So the come up. Yeah, second gator stick ever. For that one. I don't even have a gator stick. A gator no, stick. I'm stickless. You might be you might, you might be stick full. I'm stickless. Yeah, well the last stick I got I 
the caverns. Nice. He threw one at me one time and I ducked and it hit the girl behind me. But, you know, <laughs> I think he was, he was throwing it at me, not so much to me. <laughs> Why'd you duck, dude? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but a little bit of a lick take out. It was just like the, the, that portion right into Radiohead, Weird Fish, Weird Fishes, uh, our Peggy. Which is a, a fun one. The other day I was listening on uh, YouTube. There was this random Umphreys McGee, like low key jam mix video. And they went into their version of it. And, uh, oh, hold on. Speaking of our versions of things. So last night I was at uh, this Talking Heads. Uh, it was uh, the guitarist from Talking Heads, but it was cool, cool, cool. Uh, was like the band that was supporting him. And okay. they opened with a psycho killer. And yeah. I, I have to say that pigeons have ruined me because their version of psycho killer shit all over this version. Like, you know, it was, it was such like a low energy version. It was cool. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, but just hearing like, you know, Greg and you know, his vocals, everything like the pigeons version of psycho killer is by all means my favorite at this point. Like even hearing that one, I was just like, it's cool. But damn, dude, I like I was thinking back to when I was at the Scoot Inn and Greg was knocking down that psycho killer. Anyway, but I, you know, just think that uh, sometimes the covers are almost as good, if not better, than the original with these guys. What do you think? Yeah, it just depends on the song. Uh, yeah, but I would agree with you on the psycho killer. I don't think anyone's gonna match Greg's energy. On yeah, dude, the guy did not yeah. throw out one hee haw donkey noise the whole time i'm like what are you even doing i mean like i was like oh, racing for it oh, oh. you know like ah, well you know that's why i love these guys because sometimes they're covers they really do make them their own they like just own the song and do it so well so when i hear other bands even arguably the guy who was one of the creators of the song do his own song i'm just like quietly like i kind of like the bitches version better <laughs> anyway but back into the liquid, uh, into a always favorite Horizon. Yeah, Horizon was dope. Uh, a little longer intro, Gator with the. I feel like the, the, the long intro is kind of like the new norm. You know, I, I like. I would almost be confused if they dropped into just like a regular intro Horizon. Yeah. At this point. I mean, you pretty much have to. That's like a crowd favorite for sure yeah no doubt about it but then to close the set uh with a world uh if i was in the crowd while that was happening i 100 percent would be thinking to myself like sick we have one more song like it's an epic song i love world but i would definitely be like all right they're closing with something else it's one of those songs that just leave you so thirsty hungry for more yeah i didn't know what was going on at that point i knew that like we were getting close to the end of time but a world to end this set is definitely something that I was not. But you know, look, you made all the miles, you drove all the distance, you spent all the time, and of course, the pigeons have to reward you on night two with just like the epic encore you've always wanted. Am I right? Yeah, Gator came out, looked me straight in the eyes, and says, "I'm sorry," and then goes right into playing <laughs> Doc. Ah, the self-awareness so, is so key i love it so much it's the best thing i've ever heard in my life so on the bottom of the set list it's doc dan and snake eyes 
and they ended early before curfew, so they definitely had time to do snake eyes. Roll dice. They ended they could have up. rolled dice and they docked it instead. Jake, who did you piss off before that show? I swear. Like, what did you, you <laughs> not give Jeremy the look he was looking for? What's happening? <laughs> no. Honestly, like, Gator's probably, I'm surprised he knew that, like, I don't necessarily like it or anything like that but like well it's been talked about plenty i think like at this point like it's almost kind of like a running joke that like at a show like if i've had this like an epic raging show i'm like oh it's a hundred percent of doc encore coming i'm gonna hide in the back of shows i like i'm gonna pretend like i'm not there and be like no 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 i'm just i'm just back here don't worry about it I'm not big, tall Jake in third row back, just waving his hands in the air, drawing attention to himself. That's what you get, Jake. Yeah, big, big, <laughs> big dumb idiot, you know. You big dumb tie, idiot. Had a tie dye. You brought it on to yourself. Day. How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the next night when we left and everything like that, uh, they go ahead and come out with a porcupine and then a nice, nice sail on in that second yeah, monster set to close out the, the the tour absolutely monster set yeah this entire uh set is great uh listen to a little bit of it i listened to uh yeah mostly the whole first set and uh that's about it for that haven't got to yeah set i got two. through all this but I, I i know i've said it before and i'll say it again can we bring out bring back the jammed out fantasy you know these four minute fantasies are great but like an eight nine minute fantasy would be great i love that vibe of that song ever since they first played it at dome fest like i wanted to bring back that kind of a, that, that essence of that original version i feel yeah, like I, we're missing it when they kind of play it like you know look dawn a new day is a four minute 30 second whatever song they close the set out with and they know they can close it but a fantasy you can take for a ride. Let's go. I want to see more fantasy. I love that song so much. Fantasy's pretty tight. Yep. Uh, but nice melting lights. Uh, you know, staple pigeon song, of course. Did, did I tell you about what I thought about when I was listening to that Mission Kill Possibil? I was, I was literally, I had this vision in my, in, in my, in my head, right. Of it's like the next mission impossible movie with, with, uh, Tom Cruise. Right. And they're like in some foreign country and pigeons are playing and they're ripping that song. And then here comes Ethan Hunt doing all his spy shit, you know, while they're ripping that song. So like the, the scene is also the soundtrack. And I'm like, how do we get pigeons on mission impossible 25 or whatever version they're on right now? But I think like, their version of it would be uh, pretty dope. Of course. I don't know. That's just me. Pigeon fight it. Pigeon fight it, right? Yeah, It'd be sweet. After, after that mission, kill possible. Uh, we get a nice walk outside into a surreal uh, sandwich. And that like intro into surreal I was listening to earlier is uh, pretty long. Uh but you can kind of hear it coming for a while, but it was nice to see that. Jeremy's uh, kind of got the licks he's teasing along the way. He's kind of left some breadcrumbs. If you know where you're going, you'll follow the path. Yeah, but surreal crowd favorite ever since they uh, put that one on. Right, that's released on. Wiggity Wax. Last album, right? Or there's, yeah. it's recorded now.
It's not. And, yeah. new and here's show one we me. haven't recorded on shit, <laughs> aka <laughs> Greg, when they played what was it the uh, uh, Miyagi encore. I still that's one of my favorite Greg moments. Like that's Florida man, man. Here's one we haven't done with shit, and just like bam, bust into it. It was like aggressive. I loved it. It was that's the energy I want to see out of that guy. Yeah, that was funny. I remember yeah, remember listening to that one. But the show me one, reminiscent of some uh, red hot chili put a new pigeons original and then they wrap up set one with avalanche. just an epic avalanche that's like a it's avalanche at any slot is a strong song because the song itself is so strong uh closing a first set is like all right where are we going in set two you know it literally kind of leaves me going like all right well what's up they ended, they ended up going distant times rocket man and being able to complete it for the first time since the last time, since it was broken up with the uh, canceled Jacksonville show that me and Jack even called it, but I, I will say he called it two nights in a row. So I feel like if you call it nights in a row enough, it'll eventually happen. Uh, <laughs> but he still called it out the second night and I'll give him credit for it there. Cause he's like, it's going to happen tonight. It's going to be the rocket man. He wanted them to open with it, but it's still, uh, I love that distant times rocket man sequence. That's uh, really cool how they had that own, their own way to pigeonify rocket man and kind of make it that reggae funky kind of version. I dig it. I just remember back to being in Asheville when they first dropped that. And all of a sudden, like everyone's doing like this walking, like a rocket man, you know, like we're just all like, yeah, it was, it was a good time. So it just takes me back there. Asheville was a great time. <laughs> yeah. Let's go back to Asheville. The service. Yeah. Let's Ooh. go back to Asheville. But this yeah, beneath and then, the surface Poseidon uh, sequence, I feel Jessica, like they've been doing. Jessica. Yeah. Good old you know, but like the, We were talking about this. That when are they going to bust out the full water set? You know, like all the songs they have, Poseidon, Beneath the Surface, Water, right? What were Overrun, the other ones we were talking about? Set right, Overrun, like there's Sail On. They could make this water-themed set. Yeah, Beanstalk, no doubt. That's yeah. how you try to get out of it. But anyway, I think they could do so much. <laughs> if it was just an ocean-themed set, just putting that out into the universe. I'd love to see it someday because they have just a bunch of monster songs that are all water-esque related. The ocean, the coastline, sailing. Let's do it. Yeah. But from there, what was with the drums? I see drums on that set. Was that just a kind of a gator solo? Has to be. I haven't listened to it yet, but yeah, it's got to be. Just a drum solo after Poseidon, though, but into Schwantham. So, Schwantham. And then it's interesting that they go Elefante Day and Time. Uh, day and Time's a great closer, but it's an interesting a day and uh, Elefante they kind of sandwich in there. Yeah, it's like Greg had to warm up his vocal cord. Ah, you know what? That actually makes like perfect sense. Because after a schwa and drums and Poseidon, Greg hasn't sang in a minute. So he's literally, if he's going to belt out day and time, he <laughs> needs to wake those vocal cords back up. That's that's actually a pretty astute observation you have there, Mr. Kuhn. Captain hey. Kuhn. Kuhn. Captain. Kuhn. No, I'm sorry. Kind of messed that up. But yeah, the day and time, they got both of their new singles. The Variety Playhouse. Uh, how was the Variety Playhouse? Cool venue? Yeah, it's cool. I've been there before. I went to the Sergeant Dead's 
show there. Oh, cool. Back in the I day. just remember hearing, uh, seeing Brett on Facebook being so excited because, you know, for him, it's a, thro a hometown throwdown. He's against uh, probably sleep in his bed that night. So he was trying to get everyone there for that. Yeah, it was, it's a cool spot. Like the area it's in is kind of like a hipster spot. It's got a little shop. And you're like a hipster guy, so you fit right in, dude. Hell yeah, dude. Definitely fit <laughs> right in. <laughs> around, what, what, what's coming up next for the pigeons? Okay, so the guys are going to be off for a minute, but they're all doing some side projects, I think. Uh, yes, Gators. Ben's got some stuff working. Yeah, Gator. Well, Ben's got a schwa show at the end of March the 31st. I think that's at the 8 by 10. And then schwa Gator, show, oh show. And then Gator has a show with Natalie Brooks and Finney Tribe a few days before that. And uh, I'm 8 by 10, but I think they're all doing a few things around the Baltimore area, but some local, local shows just kind of playing around, keeping it sharp. I think these Harrisburg shows, which I'm not probably going to make, uh, I'm going to live to regret missing these. I, I think with the gap that they have in shows, I think they're going to come in heated and strong into these shows. They definitely are. Uh, I'm excited for them planning on making them. Uh, we'll see, but, you know, they got the Frasco and Dogs Tour coming up. We're not going to be able to go over these dates right now because uh, Boulder just woke up. So. But I will say, just I want to shout something out. The Magic Beans late night announcements. Mwah, baby, that is mwah, chef's kiss. That is <laughs> now now it actually kind of starts to feel like a bit like Dome Fest on the road. It's like a traveling circus of freaks. And I'm there for it, baby. Like, I think Magic Beans late night when I think of Dome Fest, that's my favorite spot for them. I mean, you know, I could hear it from my car when I was trapped in my car at Dome Fest this year during the Magic Beans set, but I was listening to it from afar and it was it was hot, baby. <laughs> I was there. I liked it. Well, let me grab Boulder and uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, this is our first video show and I think it actually worked. Uh, yeah, I think it did. And Jake, I will say again, happy birthday. I love you, brother. You, you, without you, I couldn't do this. You make the other half of this work. You're my best friend, dude. I love you so much. Uh, you thank too, you for Colin. being uh, the host of the Flawcast. And I'm sure everyone else uh, has, if not already told you, uh, will agree with that. So thank you, brother. It's uh, this is a pleasure doing this with you. Thank you. All right, All right. Are we uh, we heading out. I got some funky tunes to take us out on. You ready? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I like it.